Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Yo, JB, hey, hey, I feel hey. like we got some. I feel like we got some new listeners uh, in the desert. Oh, man, um, what, what, what are they listening to? Man, you know what? They're listening to the JB and Beanie Blue review. Uh, if you didn't know, now you know. I think this episode what one twenty one. Is that what it is? Uh, you are correct, Jesus sir. Christ, man. Was, who the thunk it, bro? Mm-hmm. Who the thunk it? This who the thunk it? <laughs> it's amazing, man. I remember the first episode we ever did, bro. I remember that shit. Yes, after the uh, the 2016 uh, NFL draft, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we 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 rolling now, baby. Yes, uh, yes. that's right. Like, this is like, a JB like, and Bamber like review, like a trucker on coke. <laughs> right, yeah, that's, that's that's one way to put it. He uh, sprinkling sprinkling that shit in his coffee. Uh, we do have a special guest joining us. Uh, speaking of the desert, but. Uh, in, in the spirit of what we're going to be talking about in, in the opening here, uh, why don't you tell the fine folks, especially the new reviewers, who you be, sir? Uh, hello, reviewers out there, new reviewers, old reviewers, uh, future, present, past reviewers. Uh, my name is Jeremy Bridges, and I am a 10-year NFL veteran. Uh, one half of the JB and Ben Review Podcast thing. I'm a father, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor, I'm a man of God. Uh, and I am mm-hmm. a, a lover of the people, you know what I'm saying, which is one of the reasons why we do what we do. Uh, my partner, my esteemed colleague, if you will, Mr. Benefit Ryan Smith, the third, mm-hmm. the Drake of Grand Rapids, if you will. <laughs> the, the, the Duke the Duke and the Earl. And, I, and, the I, and, I, and when I say the Drake, I don't mean the, the, the other Drake. You know what I mean. I'm talking about. Please, yes, I'm please about, believe. I'm about, Reviewers. I'm talking about the, the royal tag. Correct. Get, yeah, get 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 learned with royal culture if you don't know what he's what he's saying in terms of those titles. That's right. But uh, yes, that that's me, your man Benny Blue, aka the Great Ludini, comedian, podcaster, entrepreneur, extraordinaire. Uh, your man's got a show uh, here here in Los Angeles Tuesday the 11th here at Flappers Comedy Club. Yes. Uh, followed by starting my own show again. Uh, that's going to be on Friday the 21st at the uh, the famed Fourth Wall Hollywood, where a lot of good comics. Are coming out, so I'm starting a new monthly show here. And then your boy is hitting the road. I'm hitting San Diego. Oh. Dates coming up. I'm going back to I'm going back to the to the mitten for a Fourth of July weekend. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, and yes, hey, I am. Hey, uh, I am sure, overdue sure you, for Arizona. Make, make sure you let you let me know about that San Diego one because I will meet you out there. We'll be out there for a couple of days. Bullshit a little bit. I got some folks out there I need to see. Inti way. So I can't wait. Oh, word. Okay. Yes, indeed. All right. So. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that off wax, but uh, yeah. So uh, in a couple weekends, I'll be down there. Um, and I do need to. And, and JBR is trying to coordinate. At some point, I will be out in the desert. Don't you worry, reviewers. Yeah. Um, within the next few weeks, I'm just I'm just moving and shaking. Oh, I yeah. just moved in a new place. A whole bunch of things are happening, but they're all good things. All right. Now, reviewers, a uh, couple couple items of business. Of course, we have some proud sponsors. Of course, our title, new title sponsor. Uh, shout out to Jazzy over at Brave New Urban. Hooked us up yeah, with the up, new. Bro? Logo, all that stuff. Brave New Urban is the design studio with the entrepreneur in mind. Visit bravenewurban.com to learn about their web design and logo design services or to simply look at the great work that they did on our new logo and branding and reviewers. Use promo code the review. That's the review. Go to bravenewurban.com and get 30% off your first project. You're talking about somebody who's worked with NFL clients, Fortune 500 in New York City, and damn it, she laced us well for the review so uh the work is legit and you'll be very happy with the results so make sure to check them out brave new urban and of course 
Pacific Home Buyers. Have you inherited a home or property? Are you going through pre-foreclosure? Pacific Home Buyers helps homeowners in all 50 states get cash for their homes and their deals close within 7 to 14 business days. Mm. Visit PackHomeBuyers.com. That's P-A-C-HomeBuyers.com. Or call 323-963-3417. That's 323-963-3417. For more information, and they can help you get cash for your home today. Now, reviewers, of course, JB and Benny Blue Review.com. Follow us at JB and Benny Blue for all your social media needs. Now, as JB knows, we say it every show. Damn it, we say it multiple times every yeah, show. We, do. we are available on all platforms. That's oh. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Castbox, Spotify, mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, YouTube, the whole shebang. That's However, right. That's right. there is a gentleman joining us here who has been holding us down and showing us a lot of love ever since we connected of course right. with the man Earl shout out Earl shout out Javon aka J Love everybody holding it down out there in Phoenix uh, reviewers we are joined on the line here uh, by the one and only <laughs> Sean McConnell he's a producer and co-host of the casual sports show That's right. at, uh, KSRN which is a great platform especially for folks there who are really die hard and bought it bought it That's about right. their Arizona teams and we'll get into that in the end but uh, Sean what's good sir appreciate you taking time with us bro fellas how's it going man it's uh been a long time i've been uh, following you guys show been promoting it been enjoying all the fun stuff you guys do um yeah it's good to be on air with you guys it's pretty fun we appreciate all yeah, that Sean. we appreciate that man for people that don't know man uh the studio up there krsn is uh it, uh, did i say that right did i get a call did i get the call letters right KSRN. KSRN. Okay, good, good. There we go. So, the folks up there, yeah, man. Yeah, Casual Sports that, Radio that, Network. That, yes, yeah, sir. there you go. Mm-hmm. They're amazing up there, man. Awesome cats. Uh, I love it. Every time I'm in the studio with them dudes, man, it is a blast. I got to get up there with you guys again soon. So, soon. We got to get it together. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, li- listen, fellas, there, there's plenty to talk about. Um, and, you know, as JB and I talk about often on this podcast, Sean, as you know, you know, of course, being a listener before we actually got, you know, connected with your platform, which, again, is live streaming. It's a little bit different than just the podcast. Right. It gives the opportunity to not only listen to our show, but other great uh, sports and music and beyond shows um, on that platform. And again, we'll get to that here at the end of the show. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times the reviewers, as you know, you know, basketball's winding down. Yep. Baseball hasn't really started picking up yet. No. And uh, sometimes you wonder, hey, what is a true sports fan supposed to do? Well, damn it. <laughs> Listen. In the world we live in today, uh, there's plenty to talk about. Don't forget about the ending of hockey. I, and I, I continue to keep saying this, Benny, every time I see ESPN shows that, damn, there's a real hockey championship going on right now, and nobody gives a damn. Like nobody, no. no one gives a flying fuck, if you will, about the fact that the Blues and the Bruins, the Bruins, one very storied franchise in the hockey world, and the Blues is kind of new to the championship thing, and it's still no hype because they can't get over that hill, the juggernaut that is the NBA, right? You can't do it, mm-hmm. can't foreshadow it, can't overshadow it, just can't do it, all right? So mm-hmm. right, that freaks me out every time. Every time I'm watching ESPN, and they show a highlight. Of the hockey, it was the Stanley Cup. I'm like, seriously, I forgot it was going on. Let me tell, let me tell you something though. For uh, for any uh, you know, setting their ways sports fans out there, 
Um, do not underestimate the fun of a hockey game. Oh, no, no, You know, no. JB, if you're going to test, or Sean can attest. Uh, I love going to baseball games. I would rather go, and we've talked about this before, I think JB the same way. I love to go to a ball game rather oh. than watch it on TV, unless, unless yeah. it's a playoff. Yeah. That's different. Right. But hockey, I'm telling you folks, like, whether whether it's a, a, a goddamn Coyotes game, Kings game, uh, whoever you, you want to see, um, go, I encourage you, if you're more of an NBA, NFL person, Seriously, go to a hockey game, even if you thought you would never mess with it at all. And I'm telling you, it'll change. It'll change your mind it's, because it's, it's very they exciting. are fun. And JB, as you know, it's the one sport where they, within the parameters of the rules, they'll let you scrap. Yeah, you they'll let fight. you fight. You can fight. You know what they'll give you the floor. You know, like you know what I mean. Like says Entertainer said on Kings of Comedy years ago, hockey. Because you can fight. <laughs> so, right. It's, <laughs> hey, right. it's an amazing sport, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I look, I, every time I'm watching, I marvel at how the guys move on those damn skates. And nobody gets their, like, ankle sliced off or their hand sliced off or finger sliced off or anything. It's super amazing to me. And then, of course, you know, the cross-checking and the, the fighting. And it's, it's good. It's good. It's fast-paced. It's moving. It's good stuff. Yo, you know, we we could use a, a KSR... KSRN uh, hockey rep. I think uh, JB's got that locked down, right? You gonna yeah, write let's go for us? Oh yeah, without well, yeah. Look, look, what it, this one would do, Sean. It would give me a reason to get into it, man. You know, so I like to get involved with all of the, the sports out in the valley, man. You know, saying some coyotes. I ain't trying to like. I'm not trying to downplay them or nothing like that. I just don't know shit about the game, really. So I, you know what, Sean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You might you might be gonna put that on my plate, man. I might I might have to dive into. Mm. <laughs> you know mm. where to find me, yes, sir. Okay, that well, to to be continued. We may we may see a, a special correspondent for for the uh, for the Kyles, which is dope. Because I mean, Lord knows we love savage behavior around here. And uh, uh, listen, if you and all most of those cats are willing to lose their teeth, they have a new smile oh, like after man. every after every season. So right. you gotta be you gotta be a, a different type of crazy to, to be like I'm gonna go out there with no with no mouthpiece with no with no cage on the second half of my face and just you know literally taking it in the chin, mm. getting body checked. And the whole thing, just I'm telling you, reviewers, check out, give hockey a chance. That's all I'm saying. We barely talk about it on the show, but give hockey a chance. That's (laughs) all I'm saying. Now, now, reviewers, Uh you know, you know, listen, you know, you know what we're doing here. We're not playing any games. No, what's going on? Without further ado, this is the State of the Bird Gang OTAs edition. Cue the music. We got a lot to talk about with Sean. We got a lot to talk about. Cue that music. First and foremost, Sean, I'm going to throw this to you first. And, of course, Bizzleman is going to come in hot because I already know how he feels about this gentleman. A huge, uh, very dope announcement. In case you've been living in rock desert, folks, I know you haven't. Uh, your man, the man, the myth, the legend, Carson Palmer, is going to be put into that ring. He is getting in. Uh, Mr. Bidwell made the call. And uh, he's getting in, man. Sean, first and foremost, what do you, what is your reflection of, of Carson Palmer's time with um, the Cardinals, and what does it mean to you personally to see him get that honor, you know, from the organization? Well, first, I have to talk about how they announced it. I got to talk about that. That was pretty cool. They let, they let people just kind of like stew for about a good fifteen minutes on Twitter, thinking what's going on. Larry retiring what's happening right. is it bad news is it good news right. what's going on and then they dropped the phone call which was super unique I haven't seen anything like that they dropped the video the phone call they had it all there FaceTime um, a lot of fans have that reaction of really why now versus I'm, I've seen ones that say he doesn't belong but I'm not even going to entertain that um, more so the ones that say why now I think this was more just as much as a stats perspective as it was a person perspective mm. 
And for the Cardinals, they're very big on your pers- who you are as a person, i.e. Pat Tillman, Larry Fitzgerald, and who you are on the field as well. And it's got to be a balance of the two. I think it was definitely one of those decisions where they wanted to encapsulate that whole Bruce Arians era as quickly as they could before it became such of a, a weird thing to look back on. You know what I mean? So it was kind of like a quick, like, yeah, we got to encapsulate this because we're changing everything. And what better way to change what we're doing now than to quickly recognize the past right. that was right just right after that. So, I mean, he definitely deserves it. He's a great person. He's one of the toughest guys I've ever seen play football. Um, I, the stats are actually there to to prove that he should be in the ring of honor for the Cardinals. He put that. up so many big numbers mm-hmm. in such a short amount of time. It was incredible. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely happy for Carson. He, he deserves it. He's a great guy. He's a great dad. He's, he's all across the board a good dude. So I'm, I'm definitely happy for him. Nice. Mm-hmm. Bizzleman, your thoughts? Well, uh, first of all, shout out to the class of 03. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Carson Palmer is a proud, right. proud, proud member of the class of 03. Uh, for so it's Cliff Kingsbury. So it's, oh, Cliff, so, it's Cliff, so it's Cliff Kingsbury. So for people that don't different career path. That's right. right. So for people that don't know the class of 03, I mean the draft class in the, in the NFL. Um, I, me and Carson Palmer were both parts of that, uh, and Cliff. I think Cliff was drafted late, I, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but man, uh, like Sean was saying, and like like the numbers prove, like anybody that knows Carson, the real CP3, I call him. Um, mm. He's um, he's a class act all the way around the board. Has been from the moment I met him at the Senior Bowl. Um, you know, he was Mister Everything coming out of USC. He could very easily have been the biggest dickhead in America. Nah. One of the guys, um, you know, hustled his ass off. Even in the senior bowl was a lean, was a leader. Um, he wanted to play in the senior bowl and he was gonna be the first overall pick. He knew he was gonna be that. You know, or you know, so it was like the dude was just he's just amazing cat, you know what I'm saying? Humble. Like I said, a worker, a warrior. Like he, he just he, he just one of the damn guys, man, you know. Uh, hats off to the, I just want to take my hats off to the USC coaching staff that was there, Pete Carroll and them guys that was there that that, that you know groomed him. And so many other great players from USC because most of the guys that I've met that played at USC are just really hard nosed, good down to earth dudes. All right, so just shout out to them first of all for the way that they cultivate their guys. But to a man, Carson is that dude, man. Uh, you look up to him in every aspect. Uh, like Sean was saying, great father, great football player. Uh, he does great things in the community, um, just and doesn't really expect to pat on the back. So that phone call was freaking me out. I sat and watched probably twice. Uh, Carson was like, "Man, you know, you, know, you never Facetime me." <laughs> so <laughs> you would think, right. you know, you would think that their relationship between uh, owner of organization and, and and quarterback, which he was the franchise quarterback at the time, you think that there would be that relationship that they would Facetime. And like Sean said, it was it was great to see that. From the Cardinals organization that's been really an uptight type of organization for years. Um, when the, I, I like to say, and I told Benny this before, when the old man stepped down from operations, Sean, everything became a lot looser, a lot more modern, a lot, you know, a lot cooler. They're still very traditional in, in, in the ways, in the way they do a lot of things, but they have to, they're, they're, they're slowly starting to understand that this is a fun sport for young men. That like to keep things exciting, and, and and Mike is doing a really good job of incorporating the fun. Uh, of course, starting with redoing that, the whole building inside, outside the bubble, just just doing things to, to modernize the team, and inducting Carson into the Ring of Honor. Man, that's big time. It is because, like you said, Sean, I think they know that it's about to be some big things happening. And we don't want to forget about 
the good things that happened while Bruce was here and Carson was right. behind center. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's interesting because you, you both you both kind of said it in terms of alluding to the numbers because, Sean, you were kind of saying it in terms of how certain people may have felt about it. And obviously more, you know, I think people who obviously were there for, for, the, for the Carson era kind of felt about it on the flip side of it. Now, the Cardinals have put him in, in, in the ring of honor. Here, you know we don't do much debating on this show, but I am curious to see if you guys are be, will be on the same page with this or you'll have differing opinions. I'm looking at Carson's stats right now. Carson had a pretty good career. Everyone knows he started with the Bengals, moved to the Raiders, then obviously went over to uh, the Burr Gang. Now, um, and to JB's point, I mean, a lot of those USC cats were very good college quarterbacks, but, a lot, you know, to be fair, a lot of them had kind of struggled once they got to the pro level. Obviously, jury's still out on Sam Darnold. Right. But overall, from from that era when USC was really cracking like that and they were winning, cha- competing for championships and they won the championship, really the only cat from that era who really kind of had about as good as you, you could a career as you could have is Carson Palmer. You know, pro bowler, I mean, really, you know, pretty good stats, threw for a little over 46,000 yards, um, 294 touchdowns to 187 interceptions, uh, looks like career completion percentage of uh, 62.5, which, which is pretty solid. Yeah, that's um, here's the question. JB, I'm going to start with you. Mm. He's in the Cardinals ring of honor. Right. Is Carson Palmer a Hall of Famer? No. No, and, 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 and I tell Carson to his face, I'm not just saying that, you know, behind – microphone uh to be a hall of famer to me you have to have a championship as a quarterback you have to have you have to have one super bowl there's no compromising that you have 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 to have had won a super bowl you can't go in uh well i take that back i take that back because or just really really good individually i take that back because you don't have to have a super bowl because i think that donovan McNabb was a hall of famer um because of agree. the things that he's done football wise, I mean, you know, NFC Championship after NFC Championship after, it was after I mean, after after uh, just NFC appearance, championship appearance after NFC championship appearance, going to the Super Bowl, the numbers he put up, the things he did, the longevity he had in the league. I think he's a Hall of Famer. Maybe not uh, uh, like soon, like around the corner Hall of Famer, but in the next fifteen years, he should be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Uh, CP three, no, I, I can't say. I just can't. I can't say that he's he, he's Hall of Fame caliber. Number wise, he's he's up there and he's he, he's competing number wise. But no, I'm just gonna say no, nah, not 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 for the jacket. You gotta that's gotta be you got you gotta do a little bit more because quarterback wise, you got so many cats that have done so much more than he has. So no, nah, I wouldn't say he's Hall of Fame. Okay, Sean, what do you think? Yeah, it, it's hard to make a case for him honestly because there are so many greats that have done it and they've won championships for. Um, you know, there, there's going to be maybe a window where there isn't that many Hall of Famers to put in, and maybe he could slip in there, right. maybe get on the ballot right. a couple of times. But it, it's, it's going to be situational. It's not going to be probably like JB said for the next 10, 15 years. There's going to be a lot of guys that are coming in that are going to go. I mean, you think there's guys like Larry that you could consider first ballot oh, Hall of Famers, no question. Easy, yeah. So there's going to be tons of guys like that that can keep happening and keep pushing the guys back that are on the fringe. And it's, it's definitely a balancing act. Um, you know, just looking at Carson's five years here, he had, he averaged 279 yards throwing per game. And that was his highest with any other team. And that was his last team. Right. So, I mean, he aged, he almost aged like a fine wine, you know, but at the same time, weren't able to get that, uh, that championship. If, if 2015 had turned the way that they wanted it to, you know, this could be a different story right, altogether. Exactly. Being able to play through that that hurt finger and all that stuff that happened, um, it would have been incredible. But 
it just didn't turn out that way in Carolina, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm on the same page with both you guys because I, I do feel like he had a really good career, but he he's kind of more, unfortunately, kind of more of an outside looking in candidate where he's kind of fringe in terms of, like you said, maybe something happens where it, it certainly wouldn't happen on the on the first ballot. But I was curious to see where you guys your guys headspace would be with that. And I think we're all in step with that where he had a good career. Sean, like you said, he kind of had a you know, he kind of had a second coming in terms of what had kind of happened with the, with the Bengals. And then obviously mm-hmm. a lot of times when people go to the Raiders, that's where their careers go to die. Right, right. And then he, ended, he ended up going to the Cardinals. And then it's like, okay, now if they really put the right thing around him, like you said, that one, that 2015 situation, it's like, damn it, man. Like he's right there. And, you know, so yeah, I think, I think we're, we're on the same page with that. So Carson, Hey man, either, either way it goes, you're, you're a hall of fame dude. We How about that? You know what I'm saying? We love you. Congratulations. Friend of the show. Future guest Carson Palmer. Um, hey, hey, man! Don't be a stranger. You know, yeah, just when you run a JB, when you run a JB at, at Fitz's fucking uh, golf uh, outing, you know, listen. Oh no! Maybe, he, oh, maybe, no. maybe a couple of whiskeys in. You'll, you'll be you'll be on you'll be a oh, guest in the hey, show. No, you never he, know. He, That's he what gonna, I'm saying. Hey, he gonna he gonna holler at me now. You know what I'm saying? That's my guy. So, like I said, we class over three. We show love all day, every day. There it is. All right. Now moving moving into current happenings with the Bird Gang. It, it is OTAs and. Uh, well, gentlemen, it's 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 a kind of a sore subject considering how it went down. But Pat P is now at OTAs. Uh, a lot of a, a weird a weird kind of dynamic that's been happening with him over over the last year. For those who've been living under rock, he has been suspended for six games due to the whole PED violation. In fairness to him, from what I understand, it was more in relationship to JB. Was it was it a, a diabetes issue in terms of what he took? Am I getting that right? He, he changed his diabetes medicine. Uh, one of the one of the medicines that he takes for his type two diabetes. And one thing about the NFL, and I've said this before, is that people on Twitter were really going in on my guy. And I ain't like that. They was like, oh my yeah, God, you can, yeah, you can call the NFL and see if it's legal or not. Okay, well, let me explain something to you idiots out there. And I call you idiots because you don't want to listen and want to hear the truth. If there's a new substance that you're taking, you call the NFL, and they don't know what the hell it is, they're going to tell you it's okay to take until they find out it's not okay to take. All right? They're going to be like, well, we've never heard of it, so hey, be careful, whatever. And then if it's not something that, that, that we allow, we'll let you know that. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did. He crossed his T's and dotted his eyes. They've known about this for quite a while. Me and the Cardinals organization, Mr. Bidwell, has been fighting his ass off trying to keep it from happening. But the NFL does what the NFL does. I think it's a little steep. Pappy's never been in any had any issues with the NFL. Uh, no suspensions. Not not a smear on his name. None of that. So it is what it is at this point. I, I, I really think that he's uh, he's happy. Uh, he came back to work. Like uh, Antoinette said, he would his wife. <laughs> so he came back to work, and he's back. He picked off uh, K one the first day he was back, uh, like he should, and he's back with his guys. And I think he's really happy about that. So I just I just feel bad for opposing offenses because he's gonna have a whole six weeks to rest. Uh, the, the young man's a beast. You know what I'm saying? He don't need PEDs to be better. Trust me when I say you know he was hell. The, the kid played a whole season, Sean. Uh, in 2013, and I, and I believe that's when he really developed type 2 diabetes. He had gained a lot of weight. Remember that? He had gained a lot of weight before uh, oh, like, yeah. at the end of the season. And then going into camp, I remember because I was doing the intern coaching in 2014, he just got that contract, and he was, you know, real sluggish and wasn't making the plays he was supposed to make. And then, again, his weight was an issue, you know, talking to coaches, and everybody was kind of worried about what the hell was going on with Pat. 
we honestly, a lot of people thought that he got that money. He was like, fuck it. <laughs> like, you know, so, but that, that's just not his makeup. The guy's perfectionist. He wants to win at all costs. You know what I'm saying? Not, not at all costs. I shouldn't say that because everybody's like, ha ha. No, so not at all costs. <laughs> but within the, within the ramifications of him, his talent and his work ethic, he wants to win. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad he's back. Um, he wanted to be a dad for a little while, which people, and, that, and that's another thing people don't really understand. And this from a player's perspective. You know, we don't get to spend time with our children, man. Like, we're parents too. You know, a lot of people ask me why I retired in 2014, or, yeah, 2013. Like, my, my son was a senior in high school, he was playing basketball. And I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm out, man. I'm finna, I'm finna be here everywhere I can for this kid. Because I haven't been for the last 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, so right. it's like he has a little girl. And from a father to a little girl, man, that's, that's, you're, she, she, he, he's her superhero. So the more, the more time he can spend with her, knowing that this season is about to pop off and it's about to be a complete grind. And his wife's a doctor and he's a pro football player. And sparingly, the time he's going to be able to spend with his baby, the time she's going to have with both of her parents. I get it, kid. You know what I'm saying? You know, go go be a damn dad. Hell, he's so so he missed uh, voluntary workouts. Who gives a fuck? He's going to year nine. You know what I'm saying? Like, let him be. He's been to Pro Bowl every damn year he's been in the league. Like, leave him alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, we should just be happy to have him on our damn team. Let's just be real. Yeah, and, and JB or Sean, I'm glad that JB actually kind of mentioned it in terms of his approach to it, in terms of like, you know, his wife saying, yes, he'll he'll be back playing. The reason why I bring up Pat P is not even about the suspension, because I know, like JB illustrated, I, I knew too, just doing my research and understanding why that came about. Sean, why I bring up Pat P is it's interesting because he, he's at a very interesting crossroads just as a player in general with how many years mm. he's been playing and J, JB's favorite hell this I mean future merch alert by the way one of JB's favorite favorite two words is cap friendly mm-hmm. and you look into last year when it was alleged and we're not in this dude's mind so it, allegedly you can't see me using air quotes he had asked for a trade and then allegedly air quotes again he said no I'm good He's back there at the OTAs, like JB said, doesn't necessarily have to be there, especially with the with the you know with the suspension going on. So, Sean, in your in your mind's eye, suspension aside, and maybe it's good for him to kind of you know put you know keep a little extra tread in the tire overall. Where do you think the Cardinals need to go at this point with Patrick Peterson, particularly as it relates to the fact that they haven't they have a new coach, they have a new system, new quarterback. And just kind of moving forward, given where he's at in his career, you know, even still with the good play that he'll probably have this year and maybe into the future. Where, where do you where do you think they're, they're kind of at in that crossroads? This is going to be a tough one, because if this was just the, the suspension and nothing else, I say you give him the extension, you, you wipe your hands and you just go with it. You ride it out. You, this is another guy that could be your ring of honor guy. Of course, yeah. Maybe a guy that's here for your whole career. Right. Um, this could be a guy, for a lifer, and it's hard to come by. I mean, I sit right behind the DB bench. Pat and I talk all the time. Not saying that we're buddies or anything, but we're around the same age. Like, we just vibe off each other during the games. It's no big deal. But he's he's one of those guys you can't, you just cannot trade him, especially in this situation where you've got the defense that was planned around Pat being here. Right. You pull that out from Cliff Kingsbury, you better score 50 points because that's how much you're going to be giving up. I mean, this is going to be a bad situation if you just throw Pat out of the defense altogether. Now, it, the suspension does help the Cardinals, actually, in a way, if, if it had to come and had to come early because 
this the schedule for the Cardinals gets really rough right, right, right. when he comes back. Right. Mm-hmm. And that, that that does a huge service to the Cardinals. It, it's a bummer because of the masking agent and the extra two games, but it is what it is. He'll be more rested. Um, you know, I unlike my wife, my wife's ticked about it, but I personally am, am totally, you know, I forgive the guy. Everyone makes mistakes, and the Cardinals haven't shied away from being a team that will give players second chances. Right. Now, second chances, especially with suspensions and things like that. This is... The whole requesting a trade thing aside, he obviously was very frustrated. I was requesting a trade from being a fan at that point oh, right. during that year. We were, it, was, we, it, was, it was really hard. We were all in our feelings, Sean. <laughs> we were all in our yeah, feelings. Yeah. Uh, we were all upset about it. It was hard. I mean, I came to games with my arms crossed, and I was just like, okay, what's going to happen this week? It, it was it was rough. It was very rough. So I don't blame him once. It, yeah, it's the whole loyalty thing, and fans get all butthurt about it. It happens. But at the same time, I'm at my job, and I'm not I'm not loving it. You know, I could speak up about it and voice my feelings. It's it's a free world. You can say those things. Right. And you can also be wrong. Well, hey, this place has good insurance. Maybe I shouldn't leave. But it's kind of one of those things. Uh, I think you have to kind of give Pat the benefit of the doubt that he's going to give you at least another good five years. And after that, you keep him on and he's still in your secondary and he just becomes that legendary type player right. that is just with you through the whole thing. And he said he's committed to that again and he sees the vision. I think he's excited about it. Um, you know, I say they're probably going to ride it out to the end of the year because time's going to want it to be prove it to me. You got, you got, you know, six games off. Prove me the rest of the season that you're you're still who you are. Right. And then I think they're going to give him that extension based on you know mm. success of the team. Mm. Okay. And uh, keeping it keeping it with you, Sean. You know, uh, JB said kind of the kind of the highlight that you've been sort of hearing about this past week is um, him, you know, getting the pick on Kyler Murray. So kind of shifting gears in terms of someone, you know, maybe more kind of a more, you know, thing to look forward to at least starting the season. You know, it's, it sounds like you, you certainly have your, your feet planted on the ground in terms of really paying attention. Obviously, you know, JB always has, right. al- always has his sources. We'll, we'll, we'll say that he, he, he can always keep his ear to the ground on, on everything, everything happening with the bird gang. What do you, what did, I mean, what have you noticed? What have you seen? What do you even dare I say projecting? at least to begin the season before Pat comes back to really help, like you said, stabilize it. So it's not, we got to score 52 when they score 50. You know, what are you seeing thus far out of, out of Kyler that you, that you <clears throat> like, and maybe you don't like? Well, I'm, what I'm seeing on all, cause you know, I, I don't get to go to the, uh, the practice facilities per se, but from what I'm seeing on uh, social media or the Cardinals pushing out their own film and everything, it's a lot of short passes. A lot of them. Right. And they're working on him getting it out quick and getting it out under pressure. And I kind of like that because, yeah, we, we do like the long the long plays. Bruce Arians kind of spoiled us in that sense that there was always going to be a couple bombs thrown. We know that Kyler can throw them, but I think it's more important not knowing how the offensive line is going to gel necessarily with these new, these new pieces. Um, knowing that we're going to be safer in the long run, being able to get it out quick. We have a lot of guys that are speedy that are going after the yak mm-hmm. yards after catch, right. trying to, uh, to make something out of nothing. So I'm excited about that. The problems that I have though, looking at the schedule, it's just going to be tough. I mean, there's going to be some tough games in there that I, I just, I can't even put a number on it anymore, <clears throat> especially with the Patrick Peterson thing. I had a guess roughly like, okay, rookie quarterback, maybe we go eight and eight. Maybe we can go seven and nine, nine and seven around that area, kind of playing it safe, but without Pat, those first six games could go either way. Right, right. It's pretty tough no, for me. I, I, so I'm looking at them right now. Sean. We got we got uh, uh, Benny's Kitties first. Uh, we uh-huh. got the Ravens second. 
at the Ravens. Uh, we got Carolina coming in town. We got those pesky Seahawks coming in town. We got to go out to Cincinnati. And then we got the, 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 the flying high Falcons coming in who are always dangerous, especially in the beginning of the season. Um, my thing right. is that I think the offense is going to be super exciting because Lil, Lil one is going to make some plays with his legs. And and that's, that's just every running quarterback that ever comes into the NFL. And they have that little leeway because defensive coordinators don't know how to attack them and they don't know how to guard them, if you will. So he's, right. he's going to get out. He's going to make plays with his legs. There's going to be crazy excitement uh, around the Cardinals organization. We're going to win some of those games that people think we shouldn't win. Uh, Vance is here as a defensive coordinator, which people are really taking for granted. And I don't know why people are like, I don't know why people are downplaying that. Uh, right. Vance, Vance has, he's like a, a kid on Christmas with a bunch of new toys. Like, look, look, <laughs> look at what he, look at the pieces that he has. Like, we signed Hicks. He's got Chandler coming back. He got Sizzle, who has, if you ask me, probably three more good years in him. You know what I'm saying? We put him on a pitch count. We got Peters back in there, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and key pieces, you know what I'm saying, in our defense that uh, Reddick, the, they put Reddick in, what did they put him at? And then inside backer, right? They, they solidified and said he's going to play inside yep, backer now. That's right. Yeah, so. That's going to be huge. And that's good, you know what I'm saying? So, but we got guys that can play. We we, we drafted Byron Murphy, which I think is he's, he's going to be a great cornerback in this league for a long time. People are downplaying him. I don't know why people are so low on the Byron Murphy. Like, oh, we should have drafted him that high. Do you Have you watched this kid play in college? Like, it's. He's a beast. He's tailor made for the NFL. Put it like that. You know what I'm saying? So he, 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 I mean, he went to Washington, which you know, we get all the flash at Washington, but the kid's tailor made. He's been in a passing league his entire college career. So passing, you know, pass defending ain't nothing new to him. That's why he got drafted the second, you know what I'm saying? The second cornerback taken, I think it was. You know what I'm saying? Maybe the third, fourth, whatever. But the first pick was second round. Uh, we got the kid from over there in Atlanta who's a nickel slash cornerback who'll be starting most likely when Pat's out. Uh, what's his name, Sean? Robert Alfred. Yeah, Alfred. I always want to call him Alton for whatever reason. Yo, Alfred, we got him. Who's going to be starting in pass plays? We got Swearinger back. Uh, like, come on, man. Like, oh, yeah. What are people not seeing? I just don't understand. Like, I, I don't, I don't, but that's fine. You know what? All right. D- disrespect. JB's got me hyped. Just, just look, dis- dis- <laughs> disrespect, yeah. disrespect my bird gang all you want. Y'all play us all you like, but when we're four and two in the first six games with Pat come back, they're going to be like, what the fuck is going on in Arizona? <laughs> like, Yo, JB, I was looking. I'm looking at the schedule. You have me hyped, right? I'm thinking. I'm going through the games in my head. I think four and two could happen. Yeah. And so the the key to four and two is actually the last game, the Falcons game, because Alfred would be going up probably against Julio. Right. And Julio usually eats Pat's lunch. Right. right? So right. we don't have to worry about that. And Alfred used to practice against Julio like every right, week, so right. he knows his tricks. So this could actually happen. I mean, I'm saying Lions win. Ravens. Come on, man. Oh, 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 nah. oh, oh, hold on, hold on. I'll say, I'll say, right past that. Easy win. win. How about, uh, please. Easy win. All right. Then we got, please. I'll say Ravens. I'll say Ravens loss. I'll say Panthers win. Seahawks yeah. loss because they know how to defend. And I'll say Bengals win. Falcons win. I'm, I'm, all of a sudden, a, you come back. I'm a and it's like, holy cow. I'm going to change this, y'all, because I know us. I just know us. And I've you know, playing for the Cardinals for six years. I know us. We're going to struggle against the Lions, all right, because we always do. We, we, I played the Lions. Certain teams in 10 years, I played more than other. Played the Lions more as a Cardinal than I played ever. We're going to struggle against them, you know what I'm saying? So it's going to be a battle. Us playing at home is going to be great for us because it's going to be pandemonium, you know, first game. The Ravens, Oh yeah. I can see us getting that win because um, of, of, of the, 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 the uncertainty of what's going on right now. Uh, with the kid Lamar Jackson, and he's in a new offense, so right. it's going to be some lumps and bumps with that. 
the Panthers are going to be a rough game because their defense has just gotten as beefy as chunky soup. Gerald McCoy signing, too. Like, like yeah, yeah, so, man, it's crazy. That's true. So that's, so that's going to be a rough game. I think we're going to beat the Seahawks in the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, they're not going to have – they're not going to know how to defend Kyler Murray. Now, Wagner is going to be Wagner, you know what I'm saying? But if we can keep a body on him at all times, their defensive backfield is bombed and depleted. Bottom line, we're going to be able to take advantage of that with our uh, experience receiver core. We're going to beat the Bengals. Uh, and then, like you said, Sean, the yeah. Falcons is going to be uh, – yeah, it's kind of a flip of the coin. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I, I'm, if I'm like you, I say the, guy, the, the, middle, the middle teams I feel like we can beat. The two, the, the first one and the last one, it's kind of like, eh, so I'm still going to say four and two. Yeah, but I can see it. Yeah, if we, yeah. If we go three and three in the beginning, shit, fuck it, that's great. <laughs> like, I'll take three and three too, you know, because then we go to the Giants, and the Giants don't really know what to do right now. So right. That, that helps hey, us. I have no identity right and now. And you have the Saints as well. I mean, the Saints is going to be a hard game, of and then course. you got Niners. You know, who knows if they'll be healthy by then. Right. And, it, it could right. be a coin flip at the half, and that's, that would be a great sign for, for the Cardinals to just have, hey, we came out of the half, still in contention. Yeah. We got another half to go. Right. Pat's back. We're good to go, and just plug it in and, and roll with it. But I just right. think this, Sean. It's crazy. I mean, you got me way too hyped. I've been look, negative all offseason. Sean, listen, man. I, I'm ready to run through a wall. I just think <laughs> this, man. I just, I just, I'm just glad that people are downplaying Mark Cardinals because they're downplaying us because they're not looking into – what they're looking into with other teams. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the problem. Like, they, right. they, all they see at the surface, oh, rookie quarterback, new rookie head coach, new offensive system, that's that. They're going to be mediocre at best. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Hey, good luck with it. Right, exactly. You know, I think a lot of people tend to hate on uh, Joseph because anyone that leaves Denver without, you know, some some sort of success, all of a sudden becomes a failure because they didn't pass John Elway's test. But that right. test is kind of overrated. He's, look, it's like yeah. the SATs. The, the, man, the man's a defensive coordinator, all right? Head coach is not for everybody, bro. Right? And, and, and that's, right. that's just real. And that's, that's no knock on anybody. You know what I'm saying? No knock on nobody. Look, Wilkes was a, a, a good dude. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's a good man. I know him. I don't think he's a head coach. Vance Joseph got the job. Hey, congratulations. I don't think he's a head coach. Head coach, it's just a special gig, man. It's a special gig, and it's not meant for every hell. Half the half the half the coaches in the NFL right now that got the job of head coach don't need it or deserve it, but they're there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. and they just got dealt a better hand. So, it is what it is, man. I'm 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 ready. I'm like you, so I'm ready for the season to start tomorrow. All right? <laughs> yes. Oh, to see yeah, that, man. man. It's crazy. Yeah, and uh, your best best believe best believe your your mans will be in the building for game one. Oh yeah, Sean, yeah. I'm gonna keep Sean, I'm gonna keep it a buck. When you bre- when you breeze past that first game so quickly, I'm, I almost I almost had to hang up. I almost had to, I almost had to tell JB. I don't know what happened to our guest. He was a guest. I don't know what happened to him. Hey, look, he, he was, was on the line with us. Look, Sean, I, hey, I, I gotta I, take my shot. I'm just gonna tell you straight up. The last game he was here for was my the alumni game we played last year. Right, mm-hmm. and of course I was an ambassador, so I'm moving around. My phone was blowing up like crazy. I look at my phone. I'm like, "What's up, bro?" He's like, "Man, I just got into it with these cats." Yeah, this fool was fighting at the game. <laughs> <laughs> They're not gonna let him in, so we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> <at the game. laughs> no, look, no, I'm, he, he, was right, he was in the right though. He was in the right though, so he's good. But he was yeah. he was just defending himself. So hey, he gonna ride or die for his kitties, and I, and I love it. <laughs> It is it is it is gonna be it is gonna be a good one though because it was uh 
you know, like you, like you guys both said, I think everybody is definitely underestimating the Cardinals, and I think I think a three and three split is realistic. They they may they may steal one game one. I mean, you know, Lord Lord knows the kitties have to get their shit together as well. But same thing, <laughs> lot, lot, lots of lots of positive changes, lots of positive signings with them as well. And you know, like like you both been kind of hit it on the head. I think a lot of people are going to be easy to downplay the what's considered to be a knee-jerk coaching change, and oh man, they got rid of Rosen. They got you know Kyler. Is right. he you know is he gonna is he gonna pan out with the size, Sean? Like you said, with with the with the short throws and kind of what's been shown in terms of what they're focusing on. But yeah, definitely definitely don't count them out to be in that I think 500 range. Because I mean, hell, I mean they they were considered one of the worst, if not the worst, team last year. And if there's one thing about the NFL that's true for all teams, yes, even including a team like Cleveland, teams like that, you're not going to stay at the bottom forever. Especially if you you make you make the right decisions and choices and bring in the talent to fit your system and obviously build a culture of winning. So we shall see. Now, Sean, I know we're running a little long, but I want to leave you with something that's not Cardinals related, but is, is NFL. And I want to get this from both of you before we let Sean go and, of course, let him break down what's happening over there with the fine folks at KSRN. Mm. There was some misinformation. Now, Sean, you you kind of alluded to in terms of what people are putting out there in social media. There was some misinformation that the Cardinals were eligible for one of JB and I's favorite offseason getting hype, as you say, Sean, running through a wall-esque programming for football, which is hard knocks. The Cardinals are not in the running for hard knocks let's just get that off the table now all right (laughs) but there are five teams and i'm going to throw it to you guys to determine which one you would like to see there are five teams that are in the running be considered i I don't know i don't know if i speak for sean when i say this or not there's only one team that i want to see at hard knocks this year that's it okay well hang on let me let me throw them though people know what they got because i know i'm pretty sure i know you're gonna pick but let me just throw them out there you got the washington redskins you got the san francisco 49ers you got the G men, the Giants, the Red, the Raiders, and fortunately or unfortunately, however you look at it, my Honolulu Blue Kitties, Detroit Lions. Those are the five eligible teams. So JB, starting with you, who do you want to see on Hard Knocks this season? Please, I want to see the Raiders, man. Why not? Well, who else you want to see? Man, it is a fucking circus in Oakland right now. In Alameda County Correct. right now, it is a fucking circus. Like, what do you mean? You got A.B. You got Vontez Burfitt. That's, that, and that's that. That's all I need to say. You got Richie Incognito, the head coach. Come on. Hey, it, what? That That's must-see TV. What you mean? Who else got that? I mean, Cleveland would be the close runner-up. You know, I always think. Did you say Cleveland? No, no, they're not. They're not eligible. It's just those. Oh, just those five they just, teams. Yeah, but yeah. If, if they would have been like Cleveland or the Raiders, I'd have been like, uh, you know, hard, hard, hard decision. I say Raiders because man, this is must see TV right here. You got John Gruden as head coach, man. Like, what? That, that's enough, bro. You gonna get some one-liners out of that? Period. What you think, Sean? Exactly. Hey, Benny, just like uh, your Lions are going to get that loss in week one, they're, they're losing on this one, too. God they're not damn it. hard knocks, man. I'm sorry, but it's not He's happening. He's doubling down. Damn it, it's Dan. It's not happening. I'm doubling down. 
No, it's got to be the Raiders, especially with the move to Vegas pending, everything going on. It has to be the That'll Raiders. Be, Spider 2 Y Banana is Spider the title of every episode. Spider 2 Banana, yeah. baby. Yeah, it's got <laughs> to be the Raiders, man. There's no other option. Out of those five, the second place would be the Giants, but I, yeah. it doesn't even parallel in comparison to what the Raiders I, I can do. I just feel TV. I just feel so boring when you say the, the Giants, and I just I, I get sleepy just thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so does so does Eli. So it's all right. right. right? Oh no! Uh, <laughs> no, I, I agree. In, in the in the words in the words of Gennady Golovkin, Triple G, uh, the Raiders on Hard Knocks are going to be a big drama show. Big uh, drama show, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely must see TV because that's going to be that is either going to be the greatest greatest thing in the world or an absolute shit show and as all of us know from watching Hard Knocks for years nine times out of ten it ends up being an absolute shit show when they, uh, actually start playing an utter shit show I can't wait <sighs> well you know what isn't <laughs> is our fine folks and friends at KSRN Dot com, which yes. is, again is a live streaming uh, online radio platform that not only features many great shows, of course, it features the review. The website is K A Z U A L Sports with a Z dot com. Right, That's right. casual with a Z, sports with a Z dot com. Sean, before we let you go, what can you tell the people who maybe listen to us on iTunes or Spotify? Why do they need to come, you know, check out um, the KSRM platform and get familiar? Well, not only do they get to hear JB and Benny Blue shoot the breeze like you guys always do we got a couple other shows especially with football kicking back up we'll have the neutral zone which features me earl burnett javon adams and ed smith damn Uh, it's a fun show we get to talk we do picks every week we get to find out who wins loser gets to you know do something awful we didn't do anything bad this year but you know it was a lot of fun uh we have the easy sports talk show which is javon adams and ed smith as well they do that show on saturdays then you've got casual sports the headline show with me and earl we talk all things Cardinals, we do Suns, D-backs, you name it. Um, you got the Sports Cave we feature on there as well. We even do a, a basketball show once in a while called the Full Court Press, which will talk anything basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a lot of fun, man. We, we do all things sports. We try to cover as much Arizona as we can because, you know, this is where we're from. But we, we'll cover anything that we can. And, uh, yeah, KSRNAZ.com is the shorter link for you if that's easier. And anytime you want to hit that up, we're writing articles, everything you got it. Bam! There it is. Well, listen, we you oh. know we appreciate your support, and obviously when uh, when Earl and Javon and brought it to JB and myself's table, you know we uh, we were we were honored, and it's it's really cool to have that support, especially you know without without tapped in and how well connected and respected JB is in that area, and you know it's it's just a cool it's just we always want to try to find cool platforms, and not only that platforms that really you know show love and support, so we're always appreciative. Uh, particularly for you, obviously, you know, getting our shows up and keeping everything current. And uh, yeah, man, pl- plug your your social media, the platform, social media, wherever people can find you. Where can they find you? Yeah, well, at first, all the uh, social media stuff is on the website as well. So on the top bar. But for Facebook, that's just slash casual sports, K-A-Z-U-I-L-S-P-O-R-T-Z. And it would be the same for Twitter as well. We usually do a lot of uh, stuff on Twitter, just reposting news or coming in with our own takes uh reactions to everything and that's where you can basically find us there is an instagram as well that i think is the same link yeah casual sports spelled the same way k-a-z-u-a-l-s-p-o-r-t-z is that and now, now is that is the uh the picture a some some chucks is that what that is that's what i'm looking at right now what's that the picture on instagram is there some chucks yeah 
Let's see. I'm gonna have to blame Earl for whatever it is because Earl's the one that runs the Instagram. So uh, whatever he's posting. <laughs> nah, that's, nah, that's something else. I don't know what the hell that is. No, it, it is casual sports with casual with the Z, sports with the Z uh, uh, is, is the Instagram. So I'm, I'm taking a look right now. So obviously, there, you okay, can take a look. There, they're there out, they're out and about. I see, I see some, uh, a, I see some ASU action. I see some stuff right, with uh, different right. charity events. So right. you can definitely see them out and about and, and live streaming, as JB alluded to toward the beginning of the show. They will be on the turf at various uh, bars and venues and events all over the place. So make sure to look out for them and, and check in. Um, Sean, we we appreciate you having us. Despite what you said about my kitties, you will be back. <laughs> it's all uh, love, man. It's all love, baby. Yeah. <laughs> appreciate you guys, man. It's been hey, fun. Thanks Anytime. for having us, yes, man. You know what I'm saying? We, hey, like I said, man, holla at me about getting back on. Uh, just y'all, you know, they already know. You know what I'm saying? Between Earl and Javon, just shoot me a text, man. Let me know when y'all want me to come through. You know it. Bam, there it is. So when we come back, reviewers, we will be getting into the For the People segment selected by you on our Twitter and Instagram poll. And it was it was close, but uh, the one that was selected is going to be uh, very near and dear to my heart. So we will get into that. Of course, you're listening to the JB and Benny Blue Review podcast at JB and Benny Blue, JB and Benny Blue Review.com. And we'll be right back, bitches. You. Yeah, reviewers, we back, baby. Special shout out again to Mr. Sean McConnell joining us um, from KSRN. Again, make sure to check them out. K- awesome fella now. Yeah, man, knows the stuff, especially about that bird gang, KSRNAZ.com. Check them out again. Our show live streams on that. So, you know, if you just want to be able to check out our show and get a bunch of other good shows like the Illustrated, make sure to check them out because you will get all the content that you need, baby. Um, again, follow us at JB and Benny Blue. JB and Benny Review.com. Shout out to our sponsors, Brave New Urban and Pacific Home Buyers. Again, that's packhomebuyers.com and bravenewurban.com. Get 30% off your first project using promo code to review. And with Pack Home Buyers, you got a home pre foreclosure, you just inherited a home that you don't want, get cash for your home in 7 to 14 business days. That's right, packhomebuyers.com. Those are our fine sponsors. Now, reviewers, as we close out the show, uh, again, we've been we've been rocking and rolling here for the second episode in a row with the uh, for the people segment. That is the one that is chosen by you, yes, you reviewers on our social media, which is at JB and Benny Blue, and we run that on Twitter and Instagram. And by a nose, the winner for this week and the selection that you made was the Fab Five's influence on the NCAA. Now, mm. if you live under a rock and you're like. Wait, what are you talking about? What is the Fab Five? If you were born in like 96, let me break it down for you. The Fab Five was something at that time that was considered ahead of its time. Now, these were five freshmen uh, at my beloved University of Michigan. This is back in the early 90s. And the reason why I pose that as a potential topic is because one of those members, uh, the great Jawan Howard... Um, is now the head coach of the program after John Beeline took the Cavaliers job. Um, John Beeline really rebuilt the program. They went to a couple uh, title games, uh, really good recruiting classes, always in the mix there as a top-tier program ever since he's been there. And now Jawan Howard's there, and Jawan Howard gets his first opportunity to be a head coach after being an assistant coach for many years at Miami and played for a long time, 18, 19 years in the NBA, won a title uh, with the Heat, and he was one of the members. Of course, you have Jalen Rose, who you see on ESPN, had a long, That's good right. good career in the NBA. Chris Webber had a, had a long, good career in the NBA, and um, Jimmy King, Ray Jackson, nev- all, you know, got drafted, never really made it in the, in the next level. But they're they're both doing their thing in basketball. Now, hey, right? uh, 
Man, real quick, I just want to like remind the people, and like you said, for the young boys that don't really understand, don't really know, Chris Webber was Zion Williamson before Zion Williamson was ever thought about. Right? Man, he was an amazing, unreal basketball player. Yep. As a 18-year-old young man. he It was unreal, the things that he could do. Um, polished, and so on and so forth. The number one player in the nation. Right? Mm-hmm. In the nation. Again, he was Zion Williamson before Zion Williamson existed. So, yeah. you young fuckers out there, pay homage, do your, do your homework. You know what I'm saying? No no, no, no disrespect to Zion because he's a freak of nature. All right. Uh, he's going to do wonderful things. But old Chris Webber, man, he, he was a special player. Yeah, absolutely. He was he was a top pick in, in the draft, had a really good career, especially for all the youngsters out there. Hop on YouTube, watch it, watch his time particularly with the Sacramento Kings, is probably his peak. Um, And yeah, man, I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said in terms about what they did because a lot of people try to shit on them. It's like, oh, they never won a title, and Chris Webber called the timeout, and blah, 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 blah. Um, The best thing I could tell you for anybody who kind of knows about them or is unfamiliar is watch what I think, and I'm sure JB would agree, is one of the, fan or not, one of the best 30 for 30s that they've ever done was the one that they did about the Fab Five. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about Jalen and Chris's kind of conflicting relationship, and it happens, you know, right. brotherhood. It just, that's just, they've known each other since they were kids. And the whole thing about it was Chris Weber wasn't a part of that. And this leads into why I put it on a topic. Um, what happened during that era and subsequently after the era is that all of their wins, um, Big Ten titles, um, you know, Basically, all their accomplishments that that allowed for raptor for uh, for banners in the rafters, all came pulled down. They were sanctioned. You know, it was a lot of time what you saw very similar to what you hear in other college basketball and college football programs where they right. they lose scholarships. They're banned from the NCAA tournament. And but on the flip side of that, when you watch the documentary and you do your research, they were really one of the first groups of players that was really outspoken about how the student athlete or athlete student as we talked about in a previous episode run that back is treated by their school and by the NCAA for those who forgot they actually got to a point where they were protesting where they would come out to the warm-ups instead of wearing Michigan gear they would wear like a solid blue t-shirt because they they were finding out that the school was making money off of their likeness and they could barely get a, a box of pizza and right, right, right. now you see nowadays where more there's more player empowerment, more player mobility. It's out in the open in terms of like this, this kind of blue chip sort of culture where you see, you know, players admitting after the fact that, yeah, I got 50 racks to go to, to such and such. And I'm not saying I'm condoning that that type of um, model in terms of how you make it as a college basketball player. But they were one of the first groups that really kicked in the door and were really outspoken. Not only being like freshmen where you see the whole one and done era now, but also speaking of how how what it means to really be a player at that level and uh, quite honestly taken, you know, take it for granted. And there was a lot of, you know, ill will, spilt milk, a tough relationship between the university and those guys themselves, they weren't welcome back there for a long time. And there were even, you know, right. elements of racism. There are a lot of white people who didn't like them. And it was right. a tough thing to deal with. And I remember being a kid, being on the court with with the black Air Maxes, with the black socks, 
And because those are my guys, because that was the first era I remember as a kid of having that them bad boy Pistons and that early that first uh, Bulls three peat is what I remember right. vividly about being in, being from that area and understanding what that meant. And mm. I always spoke with them because they had a way of representing the school, but being being themselves and doing their best, as JB said, as 18, 19, 20 year olds to, you know, not be afraid to, to stand up to BS. So JB is someone who's who's played the college and pro level. You know what? What it, looking at the times that we're in now, and obviously how things are kind of been brought back full circle, and hopefully the healing really happens between them and the university with Jawan Howard's hiring. How do you? What do you think is kind of like the the lasting impact, and what do you see that's changed positively since they kind of kicked in the door in an era where everybody, everybody, most people, most pundits, most of the experts thought that they were wrong. Well, it was just a. Uh... Or just about fighting for what was right. Uh, I, I, if you ask me about should college athletes get paid, I'll tell you no, right? Because there's no way that they can do it and it be fair, right? So there's, I can't say that college athletes should be paid because there's no way that that it, it can be fair to each and every athlete that's on a collegiate team. Now, right. Uh, I'm not going to go into specifics about that and how it should be done, how it should be delegated, but just them fighting for what they what they believe was right is beautiful, right? And that that's just is what it is, and that it really made guys conscious, and younger guys conscious, and, and made them say, "Hey, you know what? If I can go to the league early, I'm going because colleges ain't gonna do nothing but use me." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. It, it, it really got the guys out of there. One and done thing happened, which is it, it's not it's it's cool for me because I think the NBA does a really good job of of supporting these kids when they come into the league, and they really are kids. They're 19 years old and they're making millions of dollars, and they do a great job of teaching them things and, and putting them in the best position to win. So, shout out to them for just fighting for what they believe was right. You know, mm-hmm. understanding the power that they have. Couldn't have said it better myself. And, and salute to Mr. Jawan Howard. I wish you all the success. And shout out to Jawan Howard, man. Congratulations, Big Daddy. Yeah, man. I know. And from what it from what it sounds like, everybody's going to be coming back together, and and hopefully, you know, the healing can begin. And you know, the banners that they, the banners that they do have can go back in in the rafters. And hey, only thing left to do now uh, is is finally, you know, get over that hump. And, and win the big one. So we'll see going into into um, next season. Speaking of doing what's right, before we go, oh, we're bringing back a popular mm-hmm. segment on this show that we always mm-hmm. love to use to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. Mr. Bridges, I understand that you are, mm-hmm. are burning on something. Can, can you tell the people? Mm-hmm. And, they, and I ain't talking about his fucking nether regions, goddammit, for those who are going to read right, too much into it. Yeah, He's yeah, a yeah, clean yeah. individual, okay? That's right. Hey, grade A certified in these streets. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Listen. Listen, man, what I'm burning on today is, you know what I'm saying, one of the topics that we had up for the people to vote on was uh, players versus fans. That's right. Right? So, we've had incidents, especially more so in the NBA, That's right. of fans disrespecting these athletes, okay? Now, I want to use the word entitlement, right? Fans feel entitled because they spent 
$120 for a ticket. Right? The guy from from the from the Warriors felt entitled because he's a minority owner, multi-millionaire, almost billionaire type cat that has interest in the Golden State Warriors. The little kid that almost hit Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I'm going there. <laughs> felt entitled because his daddy has him sitting on the front row of basketball games and he is going for the opposing team. So he felt entitled. And then there's emotion. People get so emotionally wrapped up in these games that they do stupid shit. Again, that little kid, if you run that tape, if you look back at that tape, he tried to hit Russell Westbrook. Mm-hmm. Right? He tried to do he tried to hit him because he is from the opposing team. He knows that he is with I mean it was Portland, right? He's with he's a Trailblazers fan. And Russell Westbrook here, he's he's the antagonist, so I'm gonna hit him because I don't like him. Right? Stevens, the minority owner. Lowry comes flying in the crowd. Lowry's giving the Warriors fits at this point. Right? So it's only right that he shoves Lowry because Lowry is the problem right now. You know? So, fans, hear old JB when he says what he said. You have no right to put your hands on a man that's an athlete. He's at work. Okay? I just want you guys to understand that. The man is at work. All right? No, nobody come to your job, you know what I'm saying, your cubicle and, and slap the back of your head. Ha. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when you're at work, and it don't matter what you do, how, how many businesses you own, if you're sitting in your fucking, in your own building, in your corner office, it don't matter. Nobody come and smack the shit out of you or push you while you're sitting in your fucking boss chair. No. This man, this woman, is at work. Right? Kyle Lowry was at work when the dude pushed him. That's right. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. James Harden, when he slapped the phone out of the guy's hand, he's at work. Right? Russell Westbrook, when he get into it with these fans, he's at work. Right? So, fans, you have to learn to control your emotions. Okay? It's not for you to act a fool and to get mad and to curse. Look, I've heard some crazy shit from teenage boys at football games, being a professional athlete. I've heard some of the craziest shit you fucking suck. <laughs> uh, and and my next question is, where the hell is your mom at? That's what I want to know. Right. I always ask, and, and my teammates laugh when they like, "Where the fuck is your mom?" Right. With your punk ass, yeah, little boy. Why you telling me? Well, yeah, why you telling me I fucking suck? You little bitch. Like, where your mom at? Right. Fans, don't get it twisted. All right, don't get it twisted. All right, be a fan. Root for your team. Have fun with it. But don't get it twisted. Because, see, if if it was my world and I'm the commissioner of the NBA or the NFL or the MLB, I'm going to tell my players to defend yourself at all times. Mm-mm-mm. Now, you don't, you don't really want that drama, partner. Right. You know what I'm saying? You don't really want that drama because the people that you're paying all this money to go watch are the modern day gladiators that motherfuckers used to watch in ancient Rome back in the day. True. All right? So if you think that you're, you know what I'm saying, just just for example, I'm 6'6 and I weigh 290-something pounds right now. All right? 
And with and if honestly, I could probably run through a wall in my own home. So, motherfucking average Joe talking shit to me in the in in in, in, in the benches in the bleachers. If I if I attempt to get at your ass, you're pretty much fucked. Kyle Lowry was a big dog for what he did. Big man. Big man. Professional. Consummate professional for the way he handled that situation. Because that dude pushed him in anger, then proceeded to talk shit to him. Right. Now, if Kyle Lowry would have motherfucking fired off on his ass, then everybody would be like, oh my God, no. You want to know what's more disgusting, though, Benny? Then... Then, then Stevens pushing Kyle Lowry. If you look at the older, the older lady that's behind Stevens, right? Stevens he never stood up, not one time. You know what I'm saying? If you look at the older lady that's like behind the security guard, or whoever the fuck came I in, saw, and intervened, yeah, she had like glasses. Yeah, she, yeah, she had a hat on. She's all like pointing at Kyle Lowry and telling him to get the fuck out of here. And yo, fans, y'all got to kick back, man. <laughs> like, yeah, for real. Y'all got to kick back. Y'all really got to kick back. You know what I'm saying? Because again, emotion, entitlement. They get into their feelings about the game, and then they feel like that there's something that they can do to help their team win. Besides the noise that they're making, they want to they want to get in, get involved physically. That's not the thing to do. It's just really not. And I'm glad, just to kind of put a bow on it. I'm glad that you actually brought that up because everybody, the whole thing with all the with all the hot take shows and everybody like you know ranting and raving about it is they're talking about Mark Stevens in terms of his position, you know, the privilege, the entitlement, all that shit's relevant. But I'm glad, as you always are, you were very perceptive as I as was I taking a look at the different angles. If you look at it, yeah, what he did was wrong. But it doesn't help that it's that lady, there's another guy behind the bench, and there's another cat on the other side, all yelling shit that Lord knows what they said to Kyle Lowry. They're all getting up, yeah, they're all pointing, pointing, yelling, screaming at Kyle Lowry, like, basically, fuck you, punk, get out of here type shit. Ah, get the fuck out of here. Like, I'm reading lips, this is what's going on. I'm like, dog, you gotta be fucking kidding. Like, this is what, this is what it's come to? Like... Okay, so we don't want another Madison Palace, man. Exactly. Like y'all don't want that. Yeah, because you know let me let me tell you some Warriors fans. Unless you're unless you're unless you're like the the real rugged Oakland cats are in the cheap seats. None of you startup cats. None of you tech company cats want any smoke. All right, Google, Google fucking Google motherfucking uh, employees run around that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Intel employees. Yeah, nah, nah. you don't want that shit. You'll be you'll be you'll be you you'll be really running you'll be running you'll be running for the bay to jump in the water before before you take a before you take a lick from a from a, from a player. And th- this is this is the mantra I use to, to kind of wrap it up at least for me. And JB, I'm pretty sure you subscribe to this too. I look at it like this. Yeah. Everybody likes to trash talk in sports. It's it's par for the course. Obviously, there 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 are lines you can cross. But the way I look right. at it is, you never know when that cat that you're saying is trash or whatever it is is going to be playing for your team. What if right. for whatever reason, after this off season, they say, "Well, damn, we may have to switch up this uh, this whole Draymond, Clay, Steph, KD's may, maybe going to leave. Thing isn't going to work." What if in some unlikely but still in the possible, because Lord knows nothing is off limits the way shit's been going these last few years in the NBA, what if Kyle Lowry ends up on the Warriors? Then what are you going to say? You know, so I didn't mean it. It was the heat of the moment. No, if if you're saying extra shit like they were around there, that's different from being like the Raptors suck. That's a different thing. 
they was on his motherfucking head, bro. Like, yeah, straight up. So then, what happens? What if, what if he what if he ends up putting on a Warriors uniform in the next three to five seasons? It's not it's not outside the realm of possibility. These guys can sign wherever they want at this point. Now what happens? Because you said all that you said all that fly shit. Now he plays for your team, so you're cool with them now. Get the fuck out of here. That's some hypocrite yeah. shit for that ass. And I'm glad you brought it up because it's a good thing to talk about. Because there's there's a deeper layer than just oh the guy's own minority owner and he pushed him. Yeah, that's a, the big part of it. But don't miss out on what people actually say and how how their their actions and their words don't connect. As JB said, as it relates to if it were if the if the ain't no fun when the rabbits got the gun situation was gonna happen. And you mm-hmm. you have to you know you gotta you gotta get into an actual scrape with one of these cats. So always keep that in mind, folks. Uh, be careful what you wish for, because you never know what could happen down the line. That's all I'm saying. But we always end a positive note. Commissioner Bridges, what do you want to leave the reviewers with today before we get out of here? You're beautiful. You're beautiful. It's true. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want to leave you guys with. You're fucking beautiful, man. The reviewers, you're beautiful out there, man. You know what I'm saying? We want to continue to make sure that you're on your shit, on top of your game, constantly, 24-7, making sure that you're on your shit, man. That's your health. That's your wealth. That's your family. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure you're on your shit, all right? We love y'all out there. Check us out on all major listening platforms. Correct. Spotify, iTunes, yep. Stitcher, yep. Google Play, yep. all that shit. Yep. Check us out on social media, at JB and Benny Blue on IG, on Twitter, on Facebook. Yep. Holla at us. What's that number, Benny? 818-850-2804. Who? Mike Jones? Wrong. Uh, it's 818-850-2804. Savage Hotline. Or leave us a voice memo on our DMs. Slide them DMs, baby, and we'll play it on an episode. Right. That's right. We Holla forgot. Back. You know what I'm saying? Holla back. We look. We love you. We love you. We love you. We appreciate you guys for rocking with us, man. Uh, go check out our merchandise at uh, Trends Collab. JBMenBrewery.com uh, slash merch. That's right, slash merch, man. Get some of that good merch. We got new stuff coming. Uh, trust me when I say uh, it's a number, the summertime model coming. Summertime model stuff from JB coming, you know what I'm saying? As soon as I can Ooh. get uh, Trans Collab to uh, cooperate here. Uh, I know you're busy, <laughs> Chad, but I need my shit, right? Damn. Yeah, without a doubt, you know what I'm saying? Um, we love y'all, man. Yes. Straight up. That's it. We wouldn't, we, we, we wouldn't be here without y'all, baby. you damn right. Uh, more visuals coming, all that good stuff, and uh, yeah, man, we're, we're just we're just getting started for the summer, and of course, check us out on uh, ksrnaz.com to get that live stream whenever you want to listen to it and all that shit. And until next time, baby, it's the JB and Benny Brew Review podcast, and we out, people. I holla, peace. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. <sighs> Mondays just became Mondays. Mondays just got more exciting. Powerball now draws three days a week. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. Play now. Please play responsibly. Must be 18 years or older to purchase player claim. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.